0: we are so glad you could join us we're your hosts lauren and katie this podcast is nothing more than a conversation between two good friends sharing life stories and trying to make sense of growth healing, and the journey home perhaps you'll relate to some of the things we discuss perhaps you'll pick something up from what we've learned along the way we hope you feel part of the conversation and inspired to reflect on your own journey too. This is your invitation to connect with us. Welcome to Chrysalis Connection. So I think for both of us, this was an episode we felt was really important to to recall quite early on. And I think it was definitely the easiest, I speak for me anyway, the easiest to plan. Um, so Lauren, what are we what are we talking about today?
1: So today's episode is about the power of female friendships.
0: Yeah, exciting stuff. So I think for me, this has always been a really, really prominent aspect of my life and my well-being is I've kind of always felt like my friends are my chosen family. And I've always put a lot of effort in, into prioritizing friendships and things because, you know, I've, I've got so much from them. They've helped me so much. But I definitely think that the types of friendship, the friendships that I've had have changed over time. I think, you know, looking back to sort of growing up, teenage years and then, you know, emerging into your, your 20s and for you 30s, it's a journey, isn't it?
1: Definitely. Um, it wasn't really the same for me. It's not been until probably the last few years that I've realised how important it is to to have, like, supportive, honest and trustworthy and strong women in your life to... Yeah, as those healthy kind of female friendships.
0: Yeah, totally. I think for me, it was friendships used to be quite competitive in a way because I, I remember growing up with films like Mean Girls and John Tucker Must Die, and it was this idea of tribe and sisterhood, but in a way, you know, us against another group. Mm. And I don't think that helped at the time of creating some really healthy, lasting friendships. Um, I think that came later in life for me.
1: But then I think that's part of um, like discovering who you are as a person like really get in touch with yourself and being able to kind of find your tribe as well because I think when you're younger you have a well. I think a lot of people there's a few people that are probably very lucky uh, to kind of have that internal compass of sort of knowing their values quite early on perhaps and able to kind of find find those kind of connections early on but um you know, having, yeah, having different values kind of in your teens, in your twenties and in your thirties. Um, yeah, you kind of make different connections as, as life goes on.
0: Yeah. I think that's really interesting because sometimes a part of me thinks that we, our base form knows those, those values and knows our worth, but it's so many things in society distracting us from that and then teaching us otherwise. And then in a way coming back to understanding our, our value and, you know, doing that through, you know, healthy relationships with other women in a way as a, as a process of unlearning and remembering and I think the best kind of friendships help you to do that
1: mm, yeah um also I will uh, quote this quote I think it was Mark Graves that shared it you know how I feel about Mark Graves. we love podcast. him,
0: we love him. <laughs>
1: he's brilliant um he he shared something about when what was it authenticity and belonging so to be your authentic self is see what we strive to be and having a sense of belonging, like belonging to a group, a tribe, you know, those kind of connections. Between belonging and authenticity, belonging will always win because mm. it's, a, it's a survival strategy. Yeah. You know, if, if we're not part of a tribe, then our survival is threatened. So that always comes out on top. So our, our authenticity can take second place.
0: That's so interesting and I think Mm. I can definitely relate to that looking at you know my sort of teenage years and everything is. Me too. I probably prioritize that that maybe false sense of security or false sense of belonging over authenticity and integrity and it's only really sort of moving into my 20s and sort of stepping away from some of those patterns that I feel encouraged by the people around me to Go for authenticity, knowing that I always have that foundation of belonging in my friendships. Yeah. So, what do you think it is that you bond with? Um, you bond over most with other women.
1: Um, for me, it is sharing experiences. Um, so, kind of turning to women, I feel like I can trust to ask for their advice. Um, yeah, really like allowing allowing myself to kind of open up and be vulnerable. Um, Because I think, like, I love that about people. I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned in the past few years, although it absolutely terrifies me when I am around other people sharing their kind of insecurities and vulnerabilities. It makes my heart sort of kind of really reach out to them um, because you're, you're seeing who they really are yeah so kind of sharing those experiences and and food
0: <laughs> not a <so> serious <laughs> subject sharing recipes oh, I, I think it is serious. we all know how how seriously yeah. I take food you know food, food, food is for me is, it's a foundation yeah um we totally bonded over that too yeah but going back to what you're saying about vulnerability I think that's probably one of the things that attracted me most to you as a friend is seeing you be unapologetically yourself and vulnerable but so strong in that was was yeah what was what drew me to you at a, a pivotal point in my life when you know there was a lot of change of it. um so I can definitely relate to that and, and going forward this is something that I try to bring to my friendships too my other friendship so I think you know if, if you want to get that from a relationship you have to put it out there and definitely yeah. absolutely terrifying yeah That the payoff could be amazing if you're lucky <laughs> what about competition then and things that we're competitive and not you and I necessarily, but things that we as women are competitive about with each other. Do you think mm. it's connected to, um, our biggest insecurities? Cause I'm thinking about what Brené Brown says. I think it's in her Netflix show, The Call to Courage about, you know, men and women's biggest insecurities and that of women being, you know, their bodies and their body image and i think looking back that has been a big deal for me is being cruel to myself being cruel to others whether it's inwardly or outwardly but because it you know it it touches on that biggest insecurity that i have um and i think a lot of comp- you know competition does come from anxiety
1: definitely it's kind of it's the same thing with judgment i think like we judge others on things that we don't like about ourselves totally so yeah, I think yeah it comes back to seeing in others yeah
0: yeah seeing seeing in others what we wish we had or or what we we see like we we see we have and we we consider it negative and and so we sort of demonize them for for having you know this but really it's because we don't like that part of ourselves. yeah yeah I mean, I think, you know, so much of society and advertising these days is totally built on that. It, it literally is a system built to make money out of women not feeling good enough. Yes. Um, well,
1: com- Yeah. Companies don't make money out of secure people, do they really? <laughs> no,
0: no, no, if only. Um, I think, you know, that's for us. That was also part of the, the inspiration behind starting this podcast is connecting over these things that usually can drive us apart that whole idea of you know joining people together rather than you know building bridges rather than building walls
1: yeah and making it untabooed to kind of talk about this stuff as well like talking openly about being competitive with other women you know why what was the reason behind it to sort of opening that conversation yeah it's really important
0: when's the last time you you felt sort of competitive with another woman Ooh,
1: good question
0: um I need to think about this one got you on the spot there didn't I, I really have haven't you <laughs> I think <laughs> do you have, do you if, have... if you don't mind me just chiming in no jump in yeah um I think for me it, it's in um exercise classes yoga classes and things is that I used to not enjoy going as much because every time I'd be in down dog I'd be looking at who's doing it better behind me or you know how muscly their back is or how flexible they are and I wouldn't be focusing on my own body so I'd be wobbling around the place but I'd be focusing on them and I never felt good afterwards. It was a really horrible experience. Um, And I I don't like who that makes me. And I, I don't like how it makes me feel. But when I was feeling a lot more insecure, perhaps, than I am now about body image and things, that was a familiar pattern for me to go back to. And I think it's being aware of that and stepping out and thinking, actually, instead of comparing yourself to the woman next to you on the yoga mat, you know, congratulate her and then focus on yourself. And now I, I try and make it, you know, when they say set your intention in, in the practice, I, I try and just say, you know, just focus on, on me. Like don't compare. And if I do happen to look across and see someone doing something a bit more advanced than me is actually in my head, trying to send them, you know, celebration and congratulations and, and be please for them rather than see them as a threat
1: yeah I do have a really good quote for that actually I can't remember who shared it but it's been one that's been shared with me many many times over the years it's a comparison is the thief of joy Mm, so true Oh, there's another one to compare is to despair yeah and
0: I love you for these quotes you're always throwing them at me I love it (laughs) There's so many rattling around in my head. We'll include some in the show notes.
1: (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) The only thing for me, actually, a recent one is at the gym. Um, (laughs) Being tough. Like being the strongest, I have a thing about being strong. You are very strong. I know it's one thing that I'm good at. So I'm like, if I'm good at something, I'm you like, so
0: yeah. So In, that's in it, fact, that's me yesterday now. I was I was doing a weights class and I felt like I was channeling my inner Lauren. You know, I, I looked in yes. the mirror and I felt strong. I thought, oh, I feel like Lauren. I'm strong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that so much. Um, but yeah, I kind of I felt myself because I got told that I was one of the strongest women in the gym and part of me was like why am I not the strongest um and I could feel and I know I know who the other person is and um I could kind of feel it and I was like oh I want to lift more and I was like Lauren come on like mm-hmm. you don't need to do this you know and, and I always try and kind of say hello or ciao to the other women in the gym like just to, because I know how daunting it is to kind of walk into the weights area, and especially when it's busy mm. and there are a lot of guys in there kind of grunting and throwing weights around. Like, and how I felt in the beginning, um, because I had a personal trainer kind of right at the beginning and then got to know people at the gym that it kind of helped settle me mm. in. And then I had a workout, I've yes. had a couple of workout buddies, you being one of them.
0: You, know, <laughs> you made it a safe space. Exactly.
1: And it kind of, when I see women lifting weights as well, I'm like, yes, yes. go on, you know kind of thing so you're definitely the person that helped me do
0: that is I never set foot into the weights area in in our gym where we used to go together because Mm, yeah I felt intimidated and even if people weren't lifting that heavier in there it was a very male dominated area and I also didn't really know how to use the equipment and I didn't want to make a fool of myself or get injured and so I, I wouldn't even try and you know, it was you encouraging me to, to go over to that side and, and, you know, show me some things you learned from your PT. Uh, and, you know, that really encouraged me.
1: Yeah, I hope to inspire rather than compete.
0: <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> so thinking about, you know, the number of friends that we have in our lives, then, you know, this is something that, that changes over time is so many friendships, serve a purpose at the time it doesn't mean there'll be you know lifelong friendships but they're still just as meaningful yeah if you compare like the number of friends that you had when you were you know 16 or so to now you know how has it changed over time for you um when i was younger i kind of i floated
1: around groups i kind of was friends with everyone because i didn't like people not being included and i i quite liked kind of knowing different people and, you know, even now, like I, I have different, I don't say groups of friends, I have different kinds of friends, like older friends, younger friends, you know, friends with different interests. But, um yeah, it was definitely more when I was younger, but I think it's easier because you have school, you've got after school clubs, you know, you just kind of do more as a kid, you're around a bit more. And as you become older, I think you realise the importance of you know genuine connections Mm. and quality time to spend with people as well rather than you know rather than having lots of different friends in lots of different places you kind of focus on the ones um that you feel more of a connection with
0: Mm. yeah i think for me i definitely say that now i have fewer friends but truer friendships
1: very nice yeah
0: and you know, it's not sort of oh, how many people can you like, tick off your list of seeing in a week, or you know, saying that yeah. you're socialising with, but actually the quality of that connection, whether it is a phone call or just a voice message that you you give your undivided attention mm-hmm. to, or yeah. you know, um if we're lucky enough in 2020, face to face contact.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But I think yeah, quality over quantity every time. Definitely. And also, we have those unlikely friends, don't we?
1: Yes yeah
0: I think that changes for me growing growing up and even now like the majority of my friends are older you know sometimes it's just you know in in school and college it was maybe just people from the year above now people even 10 or 15 years older and I think again it's not focused on the age but it's focusing on the connection and the bond and and what we share and and how we get on and you know I I I had a friend who was you know 15 years older than me and a totally different stage of life, yet we would get together and laugh like schoolgirls. Yeah. That was just the, the quality of the interaction. So the other day I came across an article by a woman named Iluma Ogba, and it was about the five different friends every woman needs. I think I'm paraphrasing. Um, and she kind of identified like the t- five archetypes of friends that, you know, people or women especially have in their lives um and so we have the the first type the lifer or the memory maker the lifelong friend maybe you've known the longest and perhaps they know too much to you know <laughs> to, too much diet. to let them go but yeah they uh they've been your lifelong friend um there's the hustler you know they're always um working hard and you know super productive and maybe an overachiever and uh, encouraging that in you too there's the uplifter the uplifting friend that's You know, like your personal little cheerleader, (laughs) the straight talker who says those, you know, it takes a lot of courage to say those things we don't want to hear, but we need to. And then there's the unlikely friends that we didn't see coming. And it's a lovely surprise. So I just wondered, Lauren, like, what kind of friends have you had in your life from these five types and what effects they have on you?
1: To be honest, I think I've experienced um, all of them. The lifer for me. I'm really lucky to have a really good relationship with one of my sisters. Um, yeah, she's one of my best friends, so she she would be my lifer. Although I've known her for all of yeah. all of her life. Um, yeah. yeah, the hustle I had a very strong hustle kind of friend. But she well she inspired me to you know to push for more, to work more, to kind of have goals. And I think as well for me it would point out some qualities that I didn't necessarily have that I wanted in myself mm. so she would inspire me with that that kind of thing
0: yeah, that's interesting I think I, I, I've i had an ex- similar experience where perhaps they've been a bit older or perhaps they've just felt older but they've had the character traits that I felt I didn't yet have yeah and they've really in a way I feel like they were a catalyst in my becoming because they brought uh, those things out in me whether it was assertiveness or confidence or or being opinionated. You know, I used to feel that I was so indecisive and I think whoever knows me now will know that, that <laughs> is not the case. And so I really see, you know, those sort of, you know, the hustler friends as as a big catalyst in our growth. Yeah.
1: They kind of encourage you to be to challenge things as well, because they stand up mm. for so much and, and question things. See so yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's interesting we've both kind of had
0: it's a mirror back on ourselves
1: yeah we kind of both had that kind of experience um and it's been a very similar experience as well yeah um the uplifting friend I they not the kind of
0: people I surround myself with now mm, yeah I think I definitely have the most of these or I hope I mm, do same yeah I mean you're definitely one of my uplifting I friends up, up, I like, <laughs> feel like you <laughs> feel like you're my cheerleader at times um <laughs> And there's another friend that I'm thinking of who, you know, she, she lives in the state. She's really far away, but anytime I think of her, I just get this, this warmth of sort of golden sun like energy. And I, I just feel that coming from her and she, that's just something that she, I feel like she transmits to me. Um, and I always get that boost from, from even just thinking about her reminiscing or, and, and talking.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's that kind of a uh, friendship where, you know, you can share anything because I know I do with you because I know that. You know I trust you and you'll have a kind of perspective that will make me think about something differently or you know put a bit of a positive spin or kind of encourage me to accept it and find a solution or just give me the sp- space to express it really which is really important
0: I think that's it though isn't it it's, it's having the space just to be heard mm. and I think moving away from when we're a bit younger of you know someone's got a problem let's all try and yeah. fix it all hands on deck but just actually it's going to work out just let them do them just listen just be here
1: just that acknowledgement situations or feelings
0: I think at the same time you know we can all think of situations where we need that straight talking (laughs) friend (laughs) and maybe we'll be sort of anxious about you know telling them something because we can predict how they're going to react yet their presence is so vital in our awareness and our growth
1: because we need to be called up on stuff, you know, we're not, we're not perfect. We don't get it right every time. And again, it's, it's having that different perspective of experiences or situations that can kind of pull us back to reality. Um
0: I think it comes down to accountability at yes. the
1: end of the day. It's accountability, personal responsibility. Mm. Mm,
0: good friends keep you accountable. And of course, we all want to have just a team of cheerleaders and everything, but you know, if they're cheerleading you in the wrong direction, then is is that true friendship? I no. mean, because I consider a friend to be somebody that helps you be your best yeah. self. I encourages you, and I you. think mm. we, we need those straight talkers sometimes for the things that we we know but we don't want to admit. Yeah, definitely, but there has to be so much trust there. Yes,
1: definitely. Yeah, it takes a lot as well.
0: Yeah. Mm. And then there's the the unlikely friend, um, the ones that we didn't see coming, or we, you know, we we never would have sort of predicted. Yet we really enjoy their company. Yeah. I've kind of
1: um, taken on a bit of a well. I really like thinking of the universe. The universe, sorry, puts people in your path, and I think that everyone is a lesson. Like there, there's something to learn mm. from everyone, whether you know it, it's it's always something about yourself, like how how you deal with things or, you know, what, what people bring out of you, what, it's not not always a good thing because I think sometimes you are encouraged to focus on things that you need to work on. Uh, I think a lot of things can be a mirror. Okay. It's quite interesting to kind of think of these, the unlikely friends and, and what, what they bring as well. And I know, like, we we mm. do share an unlikely friend. And it's. I think for me, she kind of encouraged me to, I don't know, be a bit bolder. Actually, I think it was the same for you, wasn't it, too? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, be bolder, kind of speak Definitely. up. Definitely. Encouraging that, be unapologetically yourself. I always think of Phoebe from Friends mm. as well with that. Like, she was so mm. strange and so weird, but she was just so herself.
0: Eccentric. Mm, very.
1: Yeah.
0: But I, I think... Yeah, the the same sort of unlikely friend for you for you was for me a few years back, and it was in my first ever full time job as an adult. And I think the theme of it was learning about you know being assertive and, and learning to say no and what I can take on and what what I don't have to bother so much with you know where I can make a little bit less effort because well because I have to put myself first and things. And I never would have had the guts to begin to think that way had I not met people like her. Yeah. Um, or spent the time with her, with her, you know, she, she was like the straight talker and, and the unlikely yes. friend. And yeah, I, I felt like at times that she was my coach, you know, sort of imparting this wisdom and sharing this life experience with me from such a totally different background. Yet we had both at one point or another found ourselves in a similar situation where, yeah, we referred we refer to ourselves as, um, you know, name of the workplace is the bitch of, of that place. You know, I was the bitch first year. That's how it was. <laughs> then you learn. Then it's like this. <laughs> And um I didn't know that. You know, it that was sort of straight talking there, yes. and then we we would laugh about it and everything. But it it took that for us to both learn in our own time and, and grow and and be the people we are today. And I think you know we can both agree that she's you know an inspirational character. Oh, definitely, and yeah. Has such, presence, mm-hmm. uh, and it's great to sort of yeah be in, be affected by yeah. that. I think be influenced by it. I consider myself really lucky to to cross paths with her. Yes, definitely. <laughs> So, how would we describe each other as friends?
1: Okay, um, who wants to go first?
0: <laughs> Shall I go first? Uh, well, I asked, so after you. i <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like that meme all over again. Um, maybe it share is. that
1: somewhere.
0: We'll share it on the Insta, so people at home can listen and see. Okay, we'll do that.
1: <laughs> Episode three. Um, okay, so, well, you as a friend... Oh, things I love about you, uh, things I adore about you, that you've definitely helped me with. It basically sounds a bit selfish, but it's something I really admire: is the ability to <laughs> express yourself so freely. Like you're not scared about, you know, like crying when you need to cry or dance when you want to dance. Or <laughs> I don't know, just the dancing up. is yours. The dancing is yours.
0: <laughs> I'll say the crying, but the dancing is definitely all yours. But
1: yeah, you just, you know, like, you being in touch with your feelings so, so much, like, oh, I can't even think of the word, but, like, you were, you were so in touch with that that it kind of inspired me to listen to myself more, mm. because I kind of, like, bottled that stuff away, because... Because I didn't want to be too much, you know, making myself small. And you expressing yourself inspired mm. me to to do to be able to do that more. I'm not not quite at your level yet, but I'm <laughs> getting there.
0: It's my overactive throat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I disagree. Overactive. Um, oh, your wittiness as well. Um, just a sense of humour. I, I love. We leave really multiple voice notes every day and when you go for the a rant it just makes me laugh like regardless of what I'm doing or what kind of mood I'm in, hearing you kind of go off on one and introducing your amazing metaphors into that as well just crack me up every single time like I've said to you so many times I love your metaphors you are the queen of metaphors <laughs> <laughs> just insane and you always have such suitable ones as well like <laughs> The thing is you surprise yourself as well when you do them <laughs> I really just thought of
0: that it's brilliant <laughs> I say that don't I you really do yeah I think it's because I think it sounds stupid so I just want no, to I put something it. with it like, I
1: only just thought of that it only just comes to mind um and I love it that like I've already mentioned the the multiple voice notes, but I mean we can talk all day about it feels like absolutely nothing and not to kind of minimize our conversations at all but sometimes it is just about nothing it's just about connecting over you know everyday stuff and the fact that we can do that and not get bored is you know like really a really important thing to me because you know I can I can get lost in myself and my head and kind of entertain myself for such a long time I'm always kind of used to it just being me. To, so to be able to have that with, with you is yeah, mm. pretty pretty magical. Um,
0: but for me, it is just to jump in there, it's such an honour that you share those banal moments with me because it, it's a sense of company. And, mm. you know, the listeners at home will know that we have uh, a long-distance friendship, um, a very committed one. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it is that sense of, you know, continuing to be in each other's lives potentially more than we were when we lived in the same town (laughs) (laughs) but we share every moment and you know something happens over here and I think I can't wait to tell Lauren that's like the first thing I want to do absolutely the same um (laughs) yeah and
1: you're my safe space as well like I know I can tell you anything absolutely anything and there's no judgment you know you ask those probing questions that you know I've grown to uh I'm not going to say love, but <laughs> I do ask for Makes them sense. now. Yeah, except request. request <laughs> yes, yeah, I do. I do ask them now to because you get you make me think about things which I wouldn't necessarily have done before. I would have either avoided doing things or kind of just bowled in there. So yeah, I um, just really value having having I mean, that kind of safe space because, like, I don't know if other people, but when you've got stuff kind of swimming around in your head and nobody to talk to or nobody that you trust enough to to share that kind of thing with it can things can get a little bit messy so yeah it's great that Mm. I have that with you thank
0: Thank you you. I love you so much (laughs) thank you for sharing the soppy bit (laughs) I don't know how I can follow that but I think so many things that I love about you whether it's you know your dance moves and your (laughs) your like air, air singing and everything and I just love it um But on a more serious level, it just comes down to the fact that you as an individual inspire me to be a better person, whether that's with fitness, like having the confidence to go to the gym and go into the weights area, whether it's, you know, personal development and, you know, focusing on that the awareness is the gift. That's something Mm. you always tell me Um, because of you, I, I started counseling again, which has helped me so much and you have inspired so many positive changes in me yet you have never told me what to do. You have just been you. And from that, I've taken what I needed. And just being around you just makes me just want to, you know, sort of flourish into a better version and and take on all the mess that comes before that as well, like the painful, difficult bit. But I think because I can see that maybe you're a few years ahead in that sense that I can see, I don't know, I really hope I've got some of your qualities at some point in my life so
1: it, it just really so inspires
0: me <laughs> <laughs> and I think also the fact that you, you just celebrate me for me and and other people yeah. as well you the least judgmental person I know and you know when I channel my channel my inner just Lauren <laughs> it's it's just being accepting about people you know the other day at the gym there was um a guy started this spinning class and after the warm-up, he just, you know, he got his stuff and he just walked out. And I was like, yeah, thanks, I'm leaving. <laughs> and you know, you I think old me would have jumped to sort of, ah, oh, who gives up? What will people think? How can you do that? What a loser, like coming from myself. But I just looked at him, I thought, fair play, mate. Mm-hmm. Good for you. You know what's good for you or not. And I think that's part of your influence is just accepting people for them and you know, you do you. And yeah. And in in celebrating me for me, you allow me to do the same. So you give me that space to to look back and celebrate, you know, the wins and the gains and things. And I think we do that for Definitely. each other. Oh, thank you. I do just want to add one more <laughs> point,
1: actually, because I love this quote. <laughs> that mean is so <laughs> relevant really is right now. <laughs> Here we go. Um, it's you being brave as well, because I know, like, was um, oh, so it Brené Brown? Is you know, we don't want to take. I can't remember the quote now. We don't want to take um, criticism from those that aren't in the arena. And we always say to each other all the time, like, Mm. we're in the arena, we're in the arena. And like, I love about you, your braveness with the things that you do. Yeah, you are just totally brave. (laughs) I do that. It's
0: amazing to hear that because I I don't describe myself that way. um, I think, you know, you introduced me to Brene as well. That's another reason to love you. (laughs) Not her so much, um, be eternally grateful for that, but yeah, we you know, we always say to each other, like, it's hard and it can be shit sometimes, but it's you and me down here, like, warrior princesses in the arena, <laughs> you know, being vulnerable, being strong, like, <laughs> it's what we bring out in each other.
1: Nice birthday cards,
0: <laughs> which is again, it will be on the Instagram for so those you at home that. to look at. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs>
1: You've reached the end of chapter one. It's time for a little break. A heartfelt thank you for listening this far. Stay tuned for chapter two.